Hello, and welcome to Phoenix Talk Radio. Uh, we're back in the studio this week, back t- kind of to our normal format. And this week, it's not just me, but I, I have with me once again, Rob Hypes. Rob, welcome back to the studio. Thank you so much. Here I am, yeah. wonderfully backlit by by the sun I can see <laughs> yes, on our, our brand new technology. You are a wizard. Well, we'll see how that goes. But we do have... We do have some new camera equipment. We do have some new some new things going on, and so yeah, we're we're fancy here now. Yeah, we're trying we're trying it out. We're seeing yeah. what happens. Yeah, this is all a, a precursor to kind of our our media takeover of the entire world. Just, here. Absolutely, just yeah. starting very slowly. Exactly with the podcast network, <laughs> and then branching out that's, from there. That's exactly it. Well, Rob, what's new in your what's new in your world? What's it's, going on in the creative world? A, it's been a busy it's been a busy week. Uh, I've been doing a lot of. Um, uh, videography lately, mm-hmm. uh, just working with Three Dads Productions, and uh, you know we did a wedding. We're working on a, a promotional video for Merced County Food Bank. We've been right. we worked on one for the Merced Arts Center, and then uh, kind of the the big thing that you know we're most excited about is mm-hmm. I'm putting the finishing touches on kind of the first teaser trailer to Chrono Film yeah, Season man. One coming out. In 2019, it looks and the the footage looks great, man. Looks so, so that's gonna I think be I think that's gonna drop sometime next week. And exciting, so, you know. We've been working on this this web series thing, kind of learning it as we go along, and uh, yeah. we've got some great performers, and I think it's gonna be a really cool series. So we're yeah. really excited, and I'm I'm really happy to finally get like some footage out there and get the first trailer to drop. So that I think that's happening next week. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's I mean. Chronofilm has been a long journey. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I don't, I don't even remember. It's been two years since the original film. Um, I think so, yeah. By Christopher Velasquez, uh, who is you know one of the premier, uh, you know, independent filmmakers here in the in the Central Valley, out of the, um, you know, out of the Merced area, and so he wrote the the short film that the the web series is then based on yeah. and uh, we've been working on developing that forever. You've directed the entire thing and, and really have been in charge of the look and the feel of the series. And from what I can tell it, it looks, it looks outstanding. It looks great. Yeah. We have a great, it's, it's, it's really interesting. We have a great crew. Like there's a mm-hmm. huge uh, film, just, just market community and, yeah. and just uh, in the, in the County and Merced County, Stanislaus, like all over the place. And it's, it's, it's really interesting working with all the independent filmmakers and the independent crew people you know we have you know directors of photography cinematographers you know we have, we have you know we're utilizing some really top-notch sound people and it's mm-hmm. you know it's really interesting getting all that together and seeing all the different talent in the area so that's something that you know we talk about theater a lot but you know that's something that uh you know it's been nice to kind of just really kind of dip your toes into that other world and see exactly like just literally all of the art that just kind of burgeoning from this 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 area so it's really interesting to see yeah man and to that point i mean that's one of the things we we don't talk a whole lot about or we at least we haven't talked a whole lot about on this show but since you know since you are planted firmly kind of in both of those realms right now um what you know what really like what are the what are the challenges coming from the theater side? What have been the biggest challenges for you or what are some revelations that you've had or some things that have maybe changed the way that you think about you know what we do artistically uh based on your experience the experience you've had over the past you know couple of years with uh with your film directing well i I would say like one of the the interesting things for me uh working in film 
mm-hmm. and uh, you know, directing the the things that I've done with Chronofilm and some of the other small things that we've done. Uh, it's been really interesting, really getting back to the roots of being just a real visual story, a visual storyteller, right? Uh, which is one of those things that you learn uh, just in all directing, like even in theater directing, you learn that your visuals are actually kind of what help kind of craft the story that the visuals are always going to be, they're always going to speak louder to the audience than the words will. Right. Right. And so sometimes when you're working on shows, you get so lost and, you know, really delving into like, you know, relationships with the actors and Mm -hmm. delving into, you know, all the other myriad worries that you have going into like this, this theater experience that you, you forget that the, you know, the, picture is also important so right. you know working in film you know you sit there and you have this 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 picture you have this mm-hmm. this, this square rectangular frame and you have to tell a story within that frame and you know unlike theater you know you don't get you know you you do get the ability to do the you know the wide like see everything but really as some of it you know it's so much more interesting to sit there in the and the you know the close-up and and see what's actually happening on the actors faces and seeing you know see that little bit of small storytelling like i'm i'm, I'm used to such big storytelling because <laughs> right. you know, you're trying to reach you know the live audience and you know they need to see everything so this is so much of a a, a smaller kind of scale and it's that's been the most interesting to me is huh being able to work in that kind of realm and that that smaller realm and, and still see what you can do and, and kind of avoid my my many years of theater directing experience <laughs> where it's like, it needs to be bigger because right. I need to see you on the proscenium stage. Totally. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a that's a bit of a challenge, too. We we find that with actors a lot. Right. When we make the transition from the stage to to screen is that trying to trying to keep everything more contained. Uh, you don't think about it necessarily on a global level, but it really does work both, you know, both ways. No, absolutely. I think what, you know, you, you want to avoid everyone coming across as like a crazy Nick Cage. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the bees. Just, just the Nick Cage moment. Oh. Like, we're going to need to make this a little smaller. Let's make this just a little tiny bit smaller, guys. Right. Just just a little bit. Just bring it down just a, just a tiny bit. It works for Nicolas Cage. It he, works for him. He can get away with yep. it. Uh, he, he's made a career doing oh, it, so it's okay. Yeah, it's something else, man. Something else. Well, good stuff. Well, yeah, Chronofilm is looking great. That is, uh, it's been a good experience, I think, all the way around. It's definitely been a learning experience was for me as a writer as as well and I know for yourself as well right as we as we kind of put this thing together in the writers room and certainly from a directing and a performing standpoint it's been an exciting journey for us uh, speaking of exciting journeys and ways that we engage uh, kind of the artistic community and the the people that are out there uh, we did something unusual this last week and I, I, I put a little bit of a recording out of it. Uh, in place of this show last week, but Phoenix and Chill, right? Talk yeah. to me a little bit about uh, that experience. Well, we just kind of opened it up with the people who are there. We just opened up with like an open forum and just, you know, asked them, you know, hey, what, what do you want to see happen? Mm-hmm. And let's start a dialogue. And so, we, you know, we talked for about 30 minutes with that. And then we did a, a live stage reading of uh, Twilight. Yeah. Twilight. Which, which is strangely enough, um, probably one of the greater literary pieces that I've ever read. Uh, it's uh that script is, so we used the, we used the actual shooting script, right? Yeah, from, I think the shooting script. From the yeah. film. It, it's, it's hard for me to say that it was worse than I anticipated, 
but it was really bad. Well, you know, I just remember and and the the directions and yeah. the, and the the word literally <laughs> literally coming up like so seven or eight times many times like uh like what's it, Chris Traeger on Parks and Rec uh, uh just like <laughs> it was sitting there and you know when the, the description is all like and he literally <laughs> so true looks at her and I'm like literally just why really? just why do you why do you need that can we can we not throw can we just not throw that in there can we one say that this is not appropriate use of the word literally right. yeah it's a it's a bridge too far uh, on the literally but you know what it was a lot of fun it was a blast I had um, a great time you know when you sit there and have to take a drink every time uh, Bella and Edward stare at each other um you take a lot of drinks, and that's that's right. what I noticed right, right. away. Um, and uh, the audience seemed to really enjoy it, and you know we had fun doing it. And that was, uh, and then you know I hear because you came down, right, right, right. You yourself mm-hmm. made a journey to make it that night. Yes, indeed, I did. And then uh, the next day, because you took the train down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the next day. You took the train back up on your journey. Boy, I sure enough did. Because uh, I haven't heard the entire story yet. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you this story. I'll give you, the, I'll give you the, the condensed version of this story. But part of, you know, part of the thing with Phoenix and Chill is we said, hey, we're going to make this a, a casual, relaxed atmosphere. We're going to make it a, a, you know, fun. We're going to have some drinks. Uh, you, know, we're, we're, you know, there was a little bit of a drinking game, in fact, involved with the... Uh, with the the read itself. And so based on that, I thought, you know what? I'm going to make a really adult decision because I live in Modesto. It's about an hour away from Merced, give or take. So I live in Modesto and I thought to myself, I'm going to make the most adult decision I possibly can instead of drive down and then be stuck in Merced with a car that I cannot drive because potentially I've had, you know, some drinks. Yeah. You had to drink every time they stared at each other, so that's right, that's going to be a few, right? A lot, yeah. as it turns out. So instead of doing that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ride the train down because Amtrak runs between Modesto and Merced, and it's like 10 bucks for me to jump on the train. And I thought, this will be ideal. This is going to be perfect. So I jumped on the train. I rode down. I grabbed an Uber over to the theater, talked to a nice old guy named Amrik. You were being a responsible adult. Uh, being responsible. I had made great plans. I had made the most adult plans. And so we got there. We went through the whole thing. It was great. We went out afterwards. We celebrated just, you know, just a great conversation with the community and and a fabulous reading of an, an amazing script. And the so I, I you know, I, I slept uh, with, with Joe that night, with Joe Joe Hypes, your brother. Uh, I didn't sleep with Joe. I, I slept on Joe's couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is becoming an even yeah. more interesting oh, it's, story. It's, it's suddenly just got this, <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Uh, but I slept on Joe's couch that night, and I woke up the following morning, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the stage for this thing uh, all together for you. Uh, first of all, the first thing that I did is I woke up at... I don't know, maybe five o'clock in the morning. My train didn't leave until seven fifteen, but I definitely woke up at five o'clock in the morning. That's just something I do when I'm sleeping strange places, like Joe's couch. <laughs> and so I woke up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, I can't. Like, there's nothing I can do now. So I, I sat on his, I sat on his couch and watched, uh, watched The Greatest Showman. So I woke up at five o'clock. The Greatest Showman was on. So I watched the entirety of the film. 
uh, on on HBO or whatever it was on. Sweet. And which is great. I, you know, I, I love that movie. I yeah. love it. It's a great movie. Uh, so, you know, I had all of the feels going into my day. And again, I'm thinking, this is great, man. I'm up. I'm awake like I'm not going to miss my train. It's going to be perfect. And so I think to myself, you know what? Joe's been such a good host to me, letting me stay over at his house in the middle of the night like this. I'm not going to go wake that guy up, you know, to, to make make him drive me to the train station. No, no, no. I'm just going to call another Uber. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. It, it was such a great experience. The previous night, it was so seamless. With Umrik. Yeah, with Umrik that I'm like, oh, this is perfect. And so I I get all my stuff together in my bag, and I have this bag that's got, I mean, it's got the entire podcast studio here. The cameras don't catch it, but I mean, everything that's in this room was in my backpack, except for the gigantic carbon yeah. board here. Yeah. And uh, I walk out the front of the house, and I, I lock the door behind me because I'm being conscientious, you know, so it's it's 640 at this point because I'm like, ah, it gives me, you know, 20 minutes to get down there and then I'll hang out at the train station for 10 and I'll be good. So it's 640. I lock myself out of the house and I pull up the Uber app on my phone and I go to uh, I go to get a car and I get this message says there's no no cars available. <laughs> so to recap, it's 640 in the morning. I'm wearing the same clothes that I slept in, yeah. which are the same clothes that I wore the previous day, because I did not, that's the one thing, I did not bring any clothes to sleep in. Wearing the same clothes I slept in, I'm on the street corner in front of Joe Hypes' house <laughs> at 6.40 in the morning. It's about 56 degrees. <laughs> I'm, wearing a, I'm wearing a t-shirt and a pair of bright red pants. Yep. This is what I have on. Mm-hmm. It's So it's cold. I'm on the street. I can't get back into Joe's house. Because I locked myself out because I was being a good house guest. And now I cannot get a cab either. I cannot get an Uber. So I'm like, well, what am I what am I gonna do? So I thought, well, I'll just I'll just wait a few more minutes and then, you know, worse comes to you, I'll just call Joe and hope he hears his phone and you know, I'll have him, you know, I'll, I'll drag him out of bed. So finally, uh, a car shows up on the thing. I'm like, thank God. So I, you know, I I booked the car. I saw where they were. They were, you know, downtown in the downtown area. I thought, okay, no problem. They'll be here in, you know, a few minutes. The thing says like, you know, they're like seven minutes away, right? And then this car on the little map is moving slower than you can possibly imagine. And I'm watching like the time because I'm getting closer and closer. I'm watching this time. And it's the slowest moving car of all time. And then the great thing is the car drives past the street. I watch it drive past the street that I'm on and I'm like, I swear, if I am late for this train, I'm going to punch this driver in the face. Um, but as it turns out, then I see a turnaround. He he comes back and picks me up. He thought that I was a different Andrew that he had taken to a place the previous the previous night. Uh, is is a whole other story. Oh, so he'd taken mm-hmm. another Andrew somewhere yeah, else, like right across the street. So oh. right across the main, you know, the main street there, there was another drunken Andrew somewhere. Exactly, and uh, yeah, and it's a. The other Andrew had just gotten out of prison. Oh. So I can see how, you know, how he would mistake us for each other. <laughs> but anyway, and yeah, when he said he's, he, he well, I, I won't go into it, but yeah, he gave me the whole story. Like the entire story of that thing took from the time that I got in the car until we got to the train station. Like that's how, that's how involved that story was. <laughs> okay. It was amazing. So anyway, he gets me to the train station. I get on the train in the nick of time. We're in good shape. I walk right onto the train. At the Merced station. And then uh, I just ride the train. I mean, it's 
The great thing is, you know, I tell you, it's an hour from here to Merced. Yeah. It takes, it's that train, like you should have ridden the train today because yeah. it takes 30 minutes to oh, get wow. from here to Merced yeah. on the train. Yeah. It took me, it took me an hour and a half, two hours to yeah. get here today. Right. Which is yeah. ridiculous, which it sometimes can. Like yeah. it's 49 miles, yeah. but it usually takes an hour. Um, but yeah, the train, 30 minutes. Oh, wow. It's the best thing. And it's, it's, Ten dollars. This is I don't know why this is an Amtrak commercial. It's about to very much not become an Amtrak commercial. <laughs> so currently it is. So yeah. it's all right. That's yeah. all right. But it is. Um, most of my experiences have been great, and this experience was great because you know there's Wi-Fi and the train, and there's a there's a cafe car so you can get your coffee and your breakfast if you want it. And I was just I was riding up, and I'm thinking, man, this is the greatest. I have got everything all worked out. I'm gonna get out here um, in Modesto. I'm gonna <clears throat> jump in the car and I'm gonna take my family. Everywhere we need to go. So then we get to Modesto, and the train slows down to a stop. And as the train slows down to a stop, I again do the responsible adult thing, and I gather up all my belongings, and I start to head towards the wherever I'm going to get off. Now, what I know is that I'm going to have to get off like in a way different place than I got on, mm-hmm. because apparently the stations line up differently. I have not had this experience before. But apparently they lined the train up differently this time, and so where I got on was now like way, 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 like a quarter of a mile north of where the oh, station wow. is. Okay. So I'm like, so I turn and I'm like, you know, I'm walking down the thing because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, whenever like they stop the train, like they got to let people get off. So I get down there and I finally find the car where they're letting people off of this thing. And there's this group of people who are trying to get their luggage They're They've come onto the train, right? Yeah. So mind you. They've come onto the train. I'm not off the train, but they're blocking the passageway out of the train, and they're trying to load their luggage on. There's two employees standing just watching them do it, and they're watching me with my backpack on, and like apparently at no point does this go into their heads in such a way that it comes out, oh, this guy maybe is trying to get off the train. And the folks that are loading their luggage, they're kind of elderly. So yeah. I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be a jerk to these people. I don't want to say, hey, let me through. You know, this is, this is not New York City. Moving old is, people. Yeah. This is the Central Valley of California. We still have some, you know, we still have some, you know, some manners around here. Yeah. And so, you know, so I'm just kind of patiently waiting my turn. Uh, and finally, they get all their stuff stowed. I'm like, thank God. Right. So I, I start to uh, kind of move my way around them. Exactly as the train starts to move. <laughs> and the train starts to go in north. And so I look at one of the two Amtrak employees who's just been watching this whole thing unfold. And I say to this guy, hey, um, that's my stop, dude. And he goes, uh-oh. And I said, yeah, uh-oh. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And he says, well, I guess uh, I guess you just got to ride to the next uh, to the next stop and then, then jump a car back. And I'm like, wait, like that's your, like that's your plan, dude? Because the next station is Stockton, which is another forty-five miles north, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm thinking, okay, okay, all right, hang on, let's let's figure this out. And uh, so I, I get on the train, and immediately I start to I text my wife because we've got something, you know, we got to be in church, you know, first thing. And so I text my wife, and she's like, uh, you know, no problem, like. You know, we'll have our friends take us down to the train station because I had left my car there overnight. Again, thinking I won't bother my family in the morning. Yeah. Like I'll just get back in the car and jump over and there will be good. Yeah. So she's like, ah, we'll have our friends take us over to pick up the car. Like everything's going to be good. 
Oh, and then about five minutes later, she texts me and says, oh, by the way, you have the only set of keys to the car. <laughs> Rock on. This day is going great. It's going great. All of my plans have gone so well. So I, I'm like, there's nothing for it. So I get to Stockton. I have to wait in an hour in Stockton for the next train. And then I catch the next one down. And you so, pay for it, right? You yeah. Pay- and I paid for the train from Stockton to the whole time. I'm tweeting uh, at Amtrak on Twitter, and I'm just going, "Hey, you jerk faces! Um, let me tell you something right now. Um, I'm not, I'm not super happy about this." And to their, you know, to their credit, Amtrak was very quick. Their PR people were very quick to tweet back at me and and say, "You know, we're so sorry. We apologize. Like, what train were you on? We're going to contact the train manager." So. Amtrak, great job with that. You know, I'm very proud of you for having good PR. I just wish you would train your folks to help out with luggage a little better than they do because, man, <laughs> oh, man, that was a mess. Um, but anyway, I got I got home and I got to every, where, where I was going and everything, you know, I was late, but everything eventually worked itself out. But And then today I got in my email a voucher for, uh, for the $11, which is what it costs to travel from Stockton to Modesto. So Excellent. I guess they made good. They didn't, they didn't refund uh, yeah. my fare, but they did, they did give me a free ride. So next time I come to Merced, you know, I'll have a free ride and that's free, a free fine. Ride. That's fine. So yeah, that was, that was my adventure, man. So that's I, what I get for making plans. I see a show in our future of just you am tracking it your way. Yeah. Just yeah. across the world. Well, and, and mind you, and again, I, like I, I walk literally walk into church dressed in the same clothes that I slept in that I had worn the previous day, and so I'm like, I like I'm a real hobo. Like I'm riding, <laughs> yeah. I'm ri- I'm riding the rails. Like it's like it's just like you know California history. Like I'm riding the rails in the same set of clothes with all of my possessions in my backpack. Like I'm a hobo. Yeah, that's what I am. So there you go. I'm a hobo. But you made it. Yeah, I made it. Everything's good. See? Yeah. That was your, that was kind of your, since we've left the audience last, that's mm. what's happened to you. So, so yeah. congratulations. Thank you. So, um, yeah, so that's what's going on with us. Let's talk about what's going on around the valley. Yes. Because there's a bunch of stuff that's going on around the valley, and it's uh, it's real cool. So, we're going to start, first of all, you can see, uh, if you're watching this, you can see in the, the lower right-hand corner. Uh, you can see all of our contact information there. You can catch us on Facebook.com slash Podcast Phoenix. Uh, Twitter, you can tweet us at Podcast Phoenix. And you can email us at PhoenixPodcastNetwork at gmail.com. So if you need to get a hold of us, that's the place. But let's take our trip around the valley. Uh, this is SJS Theatrical and Workshop 44. This is the group we talked about out in Los Banos the, uh, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. And they're announcing a couple of different things. The first thing that they're announcing is their auditions for Romeo and Juliet, right? Or is it, or is it R&J? There, is it Romeo and Juliet or R&J? Uh, so they're, they're, there's like a version of Romeo and Juliet that's just like all like, this is little, it's like. Yeah. So it is. And it's, it's R&J. They've, they've spelled it out all yeah. the way on their on their website there. Um, but uh, it's it's an audition for this. It is a, It is an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, certainly. Uh, the auditions are happening on October 27th. So if you're watching the live show or if you're watching, you know, catching this video later on today, that's tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, we're recording this on Friday the 26th. Uh, their auditions are open from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., uh, followed by another round of auditions. So if you're if you're listening to the recorded show, that's another round of auditions are November 8th from 7 to 9 p.m. 
They're all held at the Los Banos Crest Theater, located at 815 I Street, Los Banos, California. Uh, they will see actors who RSVP and receive a time slot first, and then it's, you know, first come, first serve after that. Singers, dancers, musicians, actors, they're looking for all these people. They can do appointment, you know, auditions by request. If, if you can't make one of those dates, they're just looking for good talent. Uh, the RSVP email is casting.sjs at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, it's, so you, you were talking about how this is a, um, it's an adaptation. Yeah. Their synopsis that they printed is a masterful, reimagined version of the Shakespeare classic play with a hybrid of Shakespearean verse and modern language. This new adaptation will leave the audience understanding Shakespeare in a new light. The show will blend modern movement, music, and fight choreography to propel a story of violence and love on the street of a dystopian Verona. What happens when love and hate cannot live in the same city? So, interesting. What do you, what do you know about this adaptation, man? Uh, not much. Oh, that was it? Uh, you, got, you sounded like you had some idea what no, was going on. No. You, know? Uh, you know, the thing is, is I remember a lot of random things that, you know, I've read or That's either true. like, you know, I Wikipedia, mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. throughout the years. So, just like right. all I remember at this point is just titles. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like in my head, right as of right now, I'm just like, I wonder if it would work to do like Romeo and Juliet <laughs> with zombies. Like that's the, for some reason in my head, that's exactly just where it went. I don't now. see why we why we couldn't do that. I'm I'm thinking about it right now, actually. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah, there's so many great like so many great adaptations of Shakespeare that we could do that way with zombies. With zombies. Yeah. The Tempest with zombies. With zombies. Yeah. Midsummer Night's Dream with zombies. Oops. Did I do that? Uh oh. See, we're learning this technology as we go. See. Mm. So for those of you that aren't really watching or just listening, uh, Andrew runs all of the technology, and technically speaking, all I'm supposed to do is just sit here and and just pontificate. Yes, exactly. This that's, is that's where that's all my skills. That's my entire skill set, really, when it comes to this kind of thing. Well, you know, it's like when you've got when you you know you sports go, you've got the you've got your color commentary guy. Yeah, that's uh, exactly. You're, you know, you're the expert yeah. in the booth. You're the guy who knows. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, Robert Jerome is in chat, and Robert says it's an it is a new adaptation. Okay, it's a new okay, so it's, it's a brand a new, new adapta- adaptation. Um, Robert, is it is it something that has been has it been written locally or who's the who's the author of this? I think maybe they wrote it. They do a lot of. Did uh, you did you yeah? So please let me know if you guys did this adaptation. Uh, first of all, awesome, uh, because that's what we were just talking about. How we want to do a bunch of adaptations, and second of all, super cool because uh, people should get out and see original adaptations of Shakespeare and of other works. Absolutely. So, cool. Very good. And, uh, yeah, let's see here. Uh, so that's R&J, Romeo and Juliet, uh, and that's at SJS. Um, let's see. Oh, it is, it's a group, it's a group adaptation. Okay. Cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah, I, uh, I'm way more interested to see that now than I was before, and I was already pretty interested to see it. So that's uh that's that's really interesting. Um it's led by Robert Jerome and Morgan Lancaster. Okay. So those are the those are the two. Um and thanks Robert for that. I appreciate the information. We'll make sure we get that publicized. You look great with that light streaming in behind you right now. It's like you've got this um this kind of angelic look right. on you right that's now. Kinda, it's, I like uh, to keep it right. I like to yeah, keep it like this. Yeah, that's good. It's good. So we're gonna move on to the next thing, which is another SJS theatrical jam and loose Broadway. Um, this is Feliz Navidad, a night of holiday magic 
Music and holiday refreshments open the night of festivities for the family, followed by two one-act plays. So here's what information I have on that. Um, again, auditions going on right now. Uh, the auditions are not going on right now. Auditions have already happened. <laughs> they were October 16th, 18th, and 23rd. Sometimes I'm bad at dates. Um, <laughs> but to let you know what's what's going on with these things, um, Feliz Navidad, uh, there's La Posada, The Inn, which is a one-act play by Jose Cruz Gonzalez. Uh, it's a festive holiday treat for the entire family to enjoy. Aurelio and Anita, an elderly Mexican-American couple, prepare their home to receive guests celebrating Las Posadas. This traditional Christmas custom involves the entire neighborhood reenacting the Holy Family's journey seeking shelter. Filled with music and nostalgia, Aurelio and Anita recall their first encounter. They transform back magically. We see them fall in love and get, in, and get engaged only to face El Nino. Anita's former fiance. He takes exception to an Americano wooing away his girl. El Nino is a Mexican macho who won't accept defeat. So Aurelio and El Nino face off in a Mexican showdown where eating spicy chiles will win the hand of Anita. <laughs> La Posada will embrace the hearts and bring laughter to audiences of all ages. So that sounds like my horrible Spanish pronunciation notwithstanding. That sounds rad. No, that's fun. It sounds cute. That that's sounds fun. Perfect for the holidays. Oh, and auditions are not over. Thanks, thank goodness that Robert Jerome is in chat here because otherwise I'd be giving all kinds of misinformation. Uh, there is also auditions on the twenty seventh, which again is tomorrow, and uh, and the third, also uh, November third for the holiday show. So very cool. So that's the first of the two plays, and then um, the second one is uh, a Commedia Evo story, a Christmas Carol in What Knottsville. A modern Commedia dell'arte show blending both Italian and Mexican-American styles of Commedia, which is like, you've got me there because I have no <laughs> idea what that looks like, but that sounds rad. Um, the show will take you through a wild ride of parody and memories as the cast flies through some of our most beloved holiday stories. Will Santa Claus make it to the theater in time to stop the town from losing their holiday spirit? Will El Grunch ate all the tamales? Come find out in this heartfelt show for all the ages. So, super, super cool. Uh, it's Feliz Navidad at SGS Theatrical List Broadway. And uh, again, uh, the links will be in the show notes. So if you want to check out the information on auditions or on the show, uh, you will be able to find it there in the show notes. So super, super cool stuff going on out there with that uh, with that re revitalized group. Absolutely. Yep. Um, let's see. What else we got going on here? So much. There's so much stuff. It's crazy talk. This is one that's kind of cool. You know this show. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, Peter and the Starcatcher, man. Tell me about Peter and the Starcatcher. Peter and the Starcatcher is a, a prequel mm -hmm. to Peter Pan. Uh, and so it tells uh, the story, uh, the origin stories, because that's that's what we all want nowadays. Mm -hmm. Origin stories to everything. Right, right, right. Uh, it tells the origin story of, you know, Wendy, <laughs> Peter Pan, Captain Hook, uh, the crocodile. It, so it kind of, uh, and it's a really funny, um, really small show kind of done with a, a small ensemble of actors who are playing multiple parts uh, throughout mm -hmm. the whole piece. And um a uh, little bit of music, a few song numbers thrown in there, but really it's it's a incredibly funny show. Uh, usually really innovative with how kind of they stage various things uh, throughout the whole piece. So it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, that's happening at in, uh, Modesto Junior College, yep. I believe. Yep, absolutely. It is. And uh, let's see, it's 
it's gone up and runs October 26th, so it's it, it actually opens tonight. It opens tonight. And runs through November 4th. Uh, tickets are inexpensive for this show. I mean, there's really no excuse not to go see this if you're in the area. It's $11 at general admission. Oh, fantastic. Like, that's that's exactly how much it costs to ride the train from Stockton to Modesto. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if only, so, if yeah. only you would have gotten your yeah. refund, so even, then you could have gone to see it. So even if you had to ride the train here from Stockton or Merced and then see the show, you're still paying less than you're paying for many tickets at many theaters. It's a great deal. And that program out there is so good. It's so, I mean. Oh, they do good work MGC all the time. is so good. Um, I'm so impressed. Just so impressed with everything I've seen seen out of them. And if you haven't seen Peter and the Starcatcher yet, it is a mm-hmm. fantastic show. Yeah. It's it's really funny. It's got a lot of heart. It's got opportunities for fantastic performances from any number of characters. I mean, yeah. you'll you'll really be entertained. Yeah, absolutely. And as you can see there on the screen, um, your ticket opportunity is uh, mjc.tix.com, and more information is mjc.edu/arts. So, Peter and the Starcatcher at MJC. Get out, get out and see that thing. Because it's going to be great. Uh, next up. Next up is going to be that one thing. Uh, well, I know what I know what it is, but I just can't pull the slide. There it is. Uh, the next thing up is the Rocky Horror Show. Now, I got schooled on this a couple weeks ago uh, by James Snyder, the director of this thing. I kept, like an idiot, referring to this thing as the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah. Because in my brain, it's always the movie, it's always right? The movie right? Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 it's not. It's the Rocky Horror Show. It was the original, right? The picture indicates that it's the movie. It's the movie. Yeah, so this is the Rocky Horror Show. And uh, yeah, it's, it's still going on through November 3rd, uh, showbiztheater.org. We've se- we've spoken a lot about this uh, up to date, but it's, man, it's going it's going crazy. They've been selling shows out. They have been in the newspapers this last week. I mean, it is going great guns, so I'm so happy for, for these guys because I think that this for them uh, this for them has really been a labor of love, and uh, they are they're doing a great thing with it. So I'm, I'm very impressed. James and, and the whole crew at Shibas Theater were huge fans of yours already on the show, but congratulations on a great run of this show. So next up. Ah, yes, the my beloved PTP Radio Cavalcade. The PTP Radio Cavalcade players. We're doing our Halloween show. This is tomorrow night, October 27th. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. And this uh, this this time around, we're going to be producing uh, Mercury Theater's The Hitchhiker. Yeah, which is, I, I actually get to portray The Hitchhiker. Uh-oh. Right? So that sounds like fun. Look out. I'm the hitchhiker. Uh, and uh, best plays arsenic and old lace, which is so really interesting. Do you know, do you, like, do you know the history of this thing with arsenic and old lace? Like vague, like the show is like 8 million years old. Right. right, right uh, yeah. Uh, um, so I, I don't know. No. Yeah. I just know that it's been around a lot longer than what people yeah. really give it credit for. Well, like, or in different incarnations. Boris Karloff is like, involved in the origins of this of this show <laughs> right like that's how old this show is and there was something where because of the contract i guess you you would have been contracted with universal right because he's he's the original frankenstein right? yeah. you know he's, he's that guy um and because a different studio did the movie he actually was not able to it was originally a stage play he originated the part of the brother you mm-hmm. know kind of the evil brother and he was not able to portrayed the part in the film because of his contract with Universal. and But then, when it was readapted for the radio, which is the script that we'll be performing tomorrow night, 
um, he was he was then able to he actually re- reprised the role. So really, really interesting. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a killer cast for this thing. It's it's so so good. It's directed by Michael Hewitt. Um, it is fun. We do this thing in an extremely informal setting, and we really just kind of we super informal setting where we just kind of uh, you know we sit around. The people on stage might have a glass of wine or two. The people in the audience definitely have several glasses of wine. Uh, but it's all live. It's all recorded. And this time ho- around, I've been I've really been poking Michael Hewitt to get these things into a format that we can we can broadcast. Yeah. Uh, that we can that we can get up as a podcast or something like that. And so he has set up a whole bunch of microphones, and we're gonna we're gonna re- record the heck out of the thing. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be real good. And the the last thing that I wanted to mention about it is the live music. So we have we often will have like a live musician who will play like the organ and like the stings and all that, all mm-hmm. this stuff. Um, Stephen Burkham is going to be our live oh. our live musician for this show tomorrow night. Stephen Burkham, who happens to be related to me, um, in that he is uh, he's my kid. Yeah. So yeah, he's it's the more talented version he's of Andrew. Way Burkham. more talented than me. Um, yeah, the play is super fun. Like even now. Oh yeah. It had been a million years since I had seen or read it and, uh, going into this and this is a, this is a really slim version of it. It plays out in, I think it's 49 pages. Oh wow. So it's, you know, it's, it's under an hour. So it's a really, really slim version, but with all of the stuff that goes in there and it's all live fully, you know, and you know, so you got, you got guys banging on doors. You got Jack Souza back there clinking on friggin' bells and stuff. And it is hilarious to watch. It is fun to see. And uh, this is a live experience that's worth coming to. And, by the way, I talked about the other one being 11 bucks. This is 5 bucks, 5 bucks a head. So quite literally, yeah. you could ride the train from Merced or Stockton to Modesto for 11 bucks. Yeah. See the show. You can even, now you can even order a glass of wine for cheaper Right. Than what it takes to go see a movie nowadays. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So please come see the P2P Radio Cavalcade Players if you're going to be available in the area at all. And uh, it's yeah, it's going to be a good show. Uh, tickets and information are at prospecttheaterproject.org. And uh, you can buy those tickets right online if you want, you know, for the five bucks. And you can you can probably catch um, you can probably catch tickets to the door. So for five bucks, please come do it. Absolutely. Uh, if you're not doing something else, because again, there's a ton of other great stuff going on this weekend. Um, next up, and this is another staying in the radio, staying in the radio camp. Um, this is War of the Worlds, right? This is out at the Denaire Gaslight. I I have repeatedly called this the Denaire Gaslight Theater, which I guess is is shorthand. Uh, but there's the real name for it is the Denaire Gaslight Community Conservatory, right? That's the that's yeah. the actual group. Yeah. Um, and so they're presenting War of the Worlds, the classic radio play, um, is the last two shows are tonight and tomorrow. And uh, they have a special showing at, at uh, 7 p.m. tomorrow night. Um, and uh, kind of unfortunate circumstances around the special showing. But, um, you know, something that as an artistic community, I guess, you know, we we really need to we've got some respects to pay, right? We've got some, we've got some, we've got some debts of honor that we owe to some people. And so being somebody that's been a little more connected than I, than I am, um, why don't you, why don't you speak to that a little bit? Well, uh, this week, uh, Josh Morston passed away. Mm -hmm. Who'd had connections, uh, all over the central Valley as he was a fantastic, Mm -hmm. uh, director and, uh, artist. He, he'd worked with any number of theaters in the area 
and uh, he uh, passed away because of some complications of uh, things that he'd been dealing with his whole life. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely our, you know, prayers and respect and um, thoughts go out to the, you know, the family and the friends that are, are dealing with that level of loss. I mean, yeah. I actually had the privilege of uh, working with Josh. Uh, he, w- I was in uh, a uh, Bluxy Blues, and oh, he wow. was the director of Bluxy Blues. I played one of the soldiers. How cool. And uh, uh, it was always great watching him work. He was a great director and a great artist. He was great at working with his performers and always had a very, you know, always had so many unique concepts of how he kind of visualized these shows that he was approaching. So I know that uh, a lot of us are feeling that because he'd, he'd, he'd worked uh, all over the Central Valley mm-hmm. and, and uh, he was doing a lot of great things over at, in Denair and uh, I know the cast kind of pulled together and they're kind of, um, you know, got their show back and they're kind of doing the, these last two performances for him. And But again, mm-hmm. definitely our thoughts are out to the the family for that for that loss and uh and um uh, yeah we'll be feeling it for a little bit yeah and you know what it's unfortunately i didn't know him personally i'd never had the opportunity to work directly with him but i have i will tell you that i have i have rarely heard so many people say so many good things um about somebody you know somebody in the, the community here and so as as a community of artists here in the Central Valley, um, like I said, we really owe a debt uh, to you know to him and to his family, and and just you know a a a, a terrible loss um, certainly for them, but for the Central Valley as well. And uh, and his memory will be uh, his memory will be something that we hold on to. Absolutely, you know, that's that's our responsibility as artists in the community is to make sure that. Those who have gone ahead, bef- uh, you know, gone on ahead of us, that uh, that we always keep the spirit of what they've worked so hard for. Yeah. So, so to that point, um, the performance tomorrow night actually on uh, on Saturday is is free, free of charge to the to the public, and so that's why I say, you know, if you're if you're not able to get out to Nanair, certainly um, by all means, you know, come see something that's that's happening around locally in in the area that you are in. But if you're able to get to that, you know what? Let's fill that. Let's fill that house up. Absolutely. You know, if you have a chance, go yeah. be there and, and fill that yep. up. Yep. Let's uh, let's make them turn us away at the door. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know because that's that's the right thing to do. And so uh, yeah, so that's War of the Worlds and and um, you know in addition to that, you know I've, as I've said before, it's a it's a killer script. It's a fun show. It's a blast. The people that we know that have been involved with this production um, have had such fun with it. Yeah, no, the people I've talked to, yeah, yeah, they've been having a good time. Yeah, so it's it's a blast. So you know, please, again, by all means, get out and see that thing. It's going to be great. You will enjoy it. Next thing up is uh, Dueling Disney. It's a podcast. It's actually on this network, the Phoenix Podcast Network. But yeah, Dueling Disney. They've got they had a new episode this last week. Okay. Yeah, and this episode is is it's one of my favorites in a while. And the reason it's one of my favorites in a while is because it talks about something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that thing is uh, snacks. Yes. Yeah. So they go through their top, their favorite Disney snacks. I think it's I think it's the top ten. I, I actually just listened to this yesterday, but I'm pretty sure it's their top ten uh, Disney snacks. Smoked turkey leg. That's that is I spoiler alert that is in there. Okay, smoked turkey that, leg. That is my favorite snack. My favorite snack is also in there, uh, which, by the way, is pop the popcorn. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah. Al Day rightly 
comments during the podcast that, you know, it. I don't know what the magic is, but there's something about the Disneyland popcorn. It's just it's better than any other popcorn you can get. It's just better. I don't I, know why. I guess that's true. Yeah. I'm I'm too busy trying to eat an entire turkey leg, so I never get a, I never get a lot of chance to eat much of anything else. I think he refers to that as a family meal at yeah, some point yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, once you eat the whole turkey leg, which I have done, oh my gosh. which I have done before, you you're fine. Yeah, it's yeah. for almost like three or four days for the rest of your life. For the rest of your for the rest of your life. Totally, it's just gonna rest in there. <laughs> So that's uh, Dueling Disney. can be found at DuelingDisney.com as well as on iTunes and wherever you find. And Sample Fine Podcast. That's a killer show, man. I love that. I'm so glad to have them on board because, uh, yeah, it's really, uh, it's my favorite Disney show. They're really good. Yeah, right? Yep. Uh, to which point, another thing that's going on right now is LA Comic Con. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's a Comic Con in LA. It's Comic Con in LA. In LA. Um, it's one of the big ones. It's going on this weekend, and the reason that I call it out specifically is because Al Day, host of uh, co-host of of Dueling Disney, the podcast, is uh, he's going to be on a panel there on uh, the twenty eighth. Okay. Yeah, and it's uh, the panel is on the Superman, the eightieth anniversary of Superman. Which, oh, wow. first yeah. of all, happy happy anniversary. Superman, I guess. You, you don't look a day over 50. No, man. The guy looks great. He looks great for What his does age. he do? What's his regimen? I don't know. I don't either. But anyway, he's having a... Uh, Mickey Mouse turns 90 this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. He looks good, too. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. They're exactly. They're almost exactly 10 years apart. Um. Anyway, if you want to find out more information about this, about the, the uh, convention itself, or about Al's panel... Uh, the link is ComicConLA.com. So, yeah, check that out because he's, uh, he's a guy who knows a lot of stuff. Yeah, and, and if you're in L.A. this weekend, just, yeah, give yeah. him a ring. Yeah, drop yeah. Drop by. Yeah, just, in fact, drop by Al's. Here's Al's, um, here's his address. Here's his here's hotel his, room yeah, number. Yeah, his hotel room. He'll be staying at the Holiday Express room uh, 401. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So just drop on yep. by and knock on the door and say yep. hi. Yeah. Hi, Al. <laughs> so that's uh, that's Al Day at Comic-Con. Uh, and then, moving on to the next thing, we have uh, Geeking Out to Steal This Idea podcast. Now, I don't know. You probably didn't hear the show this last week. You're, you're, you're a very busy man. But I will tell you. Um, we we did the first of a two parter last week. Oh yeah, this was this was with Colton and Krista. Colton and Krista. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, so our second half uh, goes up uh, Sunday morning, and uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is something. This is a something of a podcast. Let me tell you right now, <laughs> it is great. Um, you know, Colton and Krista were a joy to have in the studio. We had so much fun uh, uh, just you know chatting with them, and so. Definitely pick up the the second half of that. That's Sunday morning. That will come out again. Stitcher, um, iTunes, wherever you find, uh, wherever you sample fine podcasts, you will find that. It's geeking out a Steelers idea podcast, and that's a good thing. Um, and then let's see, let's, we got this little thing going on. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Phoenix Cabaret. We've been talking about this all day, in fact, because we're making preparations for it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. T- uh, talk to me. Phoenix, Cab- Phoenix Cabaret is coming up November 15th. You're, uh, you're, you're in this. T- tell, me, tell me about it. Well, it, this was just an opportunity to gather people in the community that just wanted to, maybe they had an act or something that they've always wanted to perform and just uh, provide them an avenue to perform it. So yeah. we had auditions. Uh, these people, you know, they came out. They came out with their pieces. And what we're doing is we're kind of arranging those pieces now to come up with an evening of, of entertainment. So, you know, singing. Uh, dancing, maybe some acting. Yeah, you know, just could be anything at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's really just a, a great uh, way to reach out into our community and uh, let people kind of come in and perform the the piece that they've always wanted to perform, right? You know, because so often, like as actors, you know, you get cast in these roles and like, so here's your song, sing your song. And right. everyone, you know, everyone has, you know, a particular piece or something maybe they've seen that they've always really wanted to try or, or you know, really wanted to do. So mm-hmm. this is their opportunity to do it. Awesome, man. So that's Phoenix Cabaret. That's uh, November 15th. And that's at the Mac, of course, because we, we love the Mac. We support the heck out of that place. We do. They are the best. So, yeah. So that's it's going to be fun. It This is a us an adults-only performance. I guess we should tag that, right? Well, I think it's teenagers and above, okay. I, th- I believe, at this point. It's but for, uh, what, PG-13? Is that, yeah, is that it, how we kind of... It's going to skew more towards adult because of language. Yeah. So. Yeah, so just be aware of that. Don't don't bring your toddlers, but um, unless you've got like really swarthy toddlers, yeah, yeah. just real, yeah. yeah, like they've just got an anchor tattoo, yeah, yeah, and a, a cigar, um, then bring your toddlers. They can come. Um, yeah. So Phoenix Cabaret, it's gonna be fun. Next one. Oh, this is yeah, this is so cool. Just like us, right? This come this goes up tonight. So break legs, guys. Again, as I as I have previously told you. Um, but just like us is again, it's at the it's at Fresno State, and it is a play that uh, follows two undocumented dreamers. Um, so yeah, and and versus not versus it's not there's there's no showdown, um, but it's two undocumented dreamers and then I think two naturalized citizens as well, and they and kind of the the juxtaposition between their experiences and their lives, and so. Very timely, very important piece of theater. It opens tonight at seven thirty in the Woods Theater at Fresno State. It runs uh, through it runs through October third. Runs through November third. It runs backwards. It runs backwards. This show is yeah, it's it's a time travel. We're piece. going back in time. Yeah. Uh, if you want information on that, you can see it down on the slide there. Fresno slash theater arts uh, for tickets. Check this one out if you're in that area, or if you can get down there. Check this one out. I, I I don't know what it is, but something tells me that this is this is going to be something to watch. I think this one's going to be big. So uh, definitely break again, break legs to those of you who are down there. Uh, Gina Sandy Diaz is the director, and I've had some communications with with Gina. Uh, I in fact I would like to get Gina on for an interview maybe next week. So be great. Now that she's got the show open, maybe uh, maybe we'll be able to make that happen. <laughs> Time to take a, a quick rest. Yeah. Exactly. We, Catch we, up on sleep. We all know how that one goes. Um, cool. So that is that. Next up is Silent Sky at CSU Stanislaus. This is their newest thing. And uh, have you heard? Have you heard of this? Thing? I have not heard about this. I at haven't all. either. No. So I. So I. Because I hadn't heard of it, I had them send me a scenario or a, a synopsis rather. And it says Silent Sky tells the true story of Henrietta Leavitt, an astronomer in the 19th century ahead of her time, in an age when women didn't have the right to vote. 
Despite not being allowed to touch a telescope, Henrietta and her co-workers at the Harvard Observatory made groundbreaking discoveries about the universe that are still vital today, over a century later. If you like the movie Hidden Figures, you won't want to miss this luminously beautiful play that will change how you look at both the heavens and the earth. So that's that's what uh, Silent Sky is. I like that. Yeah, again, you know, I talk about timely theater. Again, we have something that's incredibly timely, right? With um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when we talk about um, just, just gender equality and just kind of the way we look at the human race in general. Um, yeah. That's it. So it's it's historical, which mm-hmm. I'm always interested in those like those stories. And we've had this conversation where like mm-hmm. the, the stories that I get really interested in are the stories that people don't necessarily that we didn't necessarily read in the history books. Right. Uh, when we were growing up. And so like those small things about just these things that you didn't even realize or think about. And those things are always to me are always the most interesting to kind of just that's what I geek out on. That's yeah. what I, that's what I spend my hours on wikipedia day doing <laughs> totally reading obscure obscure stories about really awesome moments of history that's kind of that's kind of what i like to do completely i completely agree and that's it that's all i've got for this week for uh for a trip around the valley so which was quite the trip man there's Stopped so much into fresno good grief yeah everything everything i'm so happy to see and please, you know, if you've got events that are going on and you, you want us to talk about them on the show or you want to talk about us with them on this show, please email us or, you know, contact us by Facebook or Twitter or, you know, any one of those million ways that I gave you at the top of the show. I'll put that slide back up um, just so we've got all the contact info up there on the on the screen. But um, please, by all means, get in touch with us because... Uh, we desperately want to make sure that if you've got something going on on in the valley that people know about it and that people are coming to it because we are at the at the Phoenix Creative Collective and on the Phoenix Podcast Network that probably the number one part of our mission is to make sure that wherever good art is happening it's perpetuated, it's attended, and it's engaging audiences. And so if there's anything we can do to help you do that, we're going to do it. So Again, shoot us an email, grab us on Facebook, uh, shoot, get us on Twitter, uh, whatever it takes. Get in touch with us, and we will uh, we will be in your corner. So, so that's that's what I got this week, man. Any any parting thoughts? What's your final words of wisdom for this week, Rob? One, what did we realize? There's a lot of good art happening all the way from Stockton to Fresno. That is true. Two, yes. you can purchase. An Amtrak ticket to get you to any number of these places to yes. see art and yes. to do it very cheaply. That's true. Three, you may or may not end up getting back to the place that you need to go <laughs> when you return, but still worth it. If and if you don't, it's in it's certainly an adventure. Absolutely, and that's that's totally fine. I feel like we summed it all up. Yep. Oh well, wait, I missed something. Oh no, I missed something important. Um, hang on just a second. Let me, uh, J- uh Robert Jerome, I'm so sorry about this because what I missed is I'm not going to get a graphic up for it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, what I missed was SJS theatrical on this Broadway, the journey begins the never ending story. Oh, the never ending story. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? This is actually happening. So it's adapted by David S. Craig. It's based on the novel by Michael Enns. 
Um, told with all the thrills of a classic adventure, the story begins with Bastion, a lonely boy who stumbles into a curious bookshop where he discovers a curious book, The Never-Ending Story. Bastion hides in the attic of his school and begins to read. Atreyu. Yeah, and yes, and a huge adventure surges into life. Fantastica, a land of stories, is being destroyed by the nothing. The childlike empress has chosen Atreyu, a young hunter, to be the hero of the great quest. Atreyu, an orphan, is an unlikely choice, but he accepts. And with his horse and companion, Artax... For a little bit. Yeah, spoiler alert. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm sorry if people are unaware of Neverending Story. <laughs> you, you just spoiled a 40-year-old movie. Um, writes it's not. It's, I guess it's not quite that old. 30, 35-year-old 30, 30, movie. Yeah. Um, writes to the menace. Uh, writes to face the menace. And then there's a lot of other stuff. But um, if you know this, it was commissioned by Seattle Children's Theater in the Imagination Stage. Um, gosh, what a cool thing, man. Yeah. I don't know, like, I don't even know how you do this, but I hey, can't you know, wait to find it, out. still the never-ending story. So cool. It's the never-ending story. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, we probably won't get sued for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But so, can that be in the show? I guess it can't be. There's there's probably... You're going to have to cut this out anyway, so... Quite possibly. Yeah, quite possibly. But, yeah, that's... But that song's going to be in my head all the way on the ride yeah, home man. now. But, well, and again, like, these guys are doing... They're doing so many cool things yeah. out there. Look at this, you know? And it's a... Uh, it's a group that's been out for a little while, and now they're back. And I love these guys. You know, I'm so I'm so happy. I really hope that we have the opportunity to, um, you know, to make some some more uh, some more partnerships with yeah. these guys because they seem to be doing killer stuff and great art. So, well, that's it for this week. That's all I got for this week. Again, uh, Amtrak, shout out to you guys for getting me a voucher uh, to ride. Thank you, Amtrak. Uh, yeah, thank you, Amtrak. Uh, train your people. So that they can get uh, luggage on Phoenix Talk Radio, endorsed and sponsored by <laughs> Amtrak. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. But hey, you never know. I just, I just thought I'd do it just point. in case. Yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks to the rest of you for watching live with us, the the folks that have, and for those of you who are listening to us on the podcast as well. This has been Phoenix Talk Radio. Phoenix Talk Radio is a production of the Phoenix Podcast Network. Uh, Phoenix Podcast Network is a network that is designed to celebrate, enrich, and promote the arts in the Central Valley of California and wherever they happen. You can find us online at facebook.com slash podcastphoenix. You can tweet us on Twitter at podcastphoenix. And you can email us at phoenixpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. The Phoenix Podcast Network is an affiliate of the Phoenix Creative Collective. You can find them online at facebook.com slash Merced. You can tweet them at Merced, and you can email them at Merced at gmail.com. Well, that's all we have for this week. Thanks again being uh, for being with us this week. We look forward to seeing you next week again. Until then, get out there and make or at least experience some art. <laughs>